Psalm 146, a psalm of praise to the Lord. If you're having trouble this year of knowing where to start your reading, read Samuel Kings and 1 Chronicles. And read about the man who loved the worship of God. Read about his 24,000 singers. Read about how they serve in courses. Read about their song leaders. Read about the instruments that David invented to be used in the worship of God. Read about the 120 trumpeteers that were blasting on their trumpets before and after Solomon uttered the words in 1 Kings chapter 8. You've heard the Messiah before when one or two trumpeteers are able to cut through all that noise and give you a wonderful sound. Just imagine 120. And what were the words that were being said? For the Lord is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And 120 trumpeteers would sound. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. We walk by faith, brethren. I want the glory of the Lord to fill our house. Because of our worship of him and our hearts being involved in that worship in a New Testament format. We don't need the trumpets. Except your mouth as the trumpet is what God asks for in the New Testament. But he told us to sing psalms. So we'll read and sing Psalm 146. Let's all stand together and read this psalm in unison. A psalm that begins and ends with hallelujah, praise Ye the Lord. Together. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth, in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Amen and amen. You may be seated. We have a number of psalms here in a row at the end of the book of Psalms that begin and end with the words, Praise ye the Lord. With that capital L-O-R-D at the end, you know that it's speaking of Jehovah, which is the word hallelujah, a word used in both testaments. And especially in Revelation chapter 19, where it's alleluia, as it comes into the Greek and then into the English, the H is dropped. It's alleluia, praise to Jehovah, praise to the Lord, O my soul. Does your soul love to give praise to the Lord? Do you love it? 
Is your heart full of it this morning? Do you crave it? Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are you full of joy and thankfulness for all that he's done for us? He loves praise. Praise is comely for the upright, the Bible tells us. It's a beautiful thing. You can adorn yourself and make yourself beautiful by loving to praise God in his house. This is his temple. We are going to talk about three temples today. Solomon's temple, Zerubbabel's temple, and Jesus Christ's temple. Because he is the chief cornerstone of the local churches of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's a matter of faith. See, the Old Testament didn't have much faith. It was carnal. It's called carnal by Paul. They had carnal ordinances because they dealt with the senses. We're told that that religion was sensual in the Old Testament. Ours is by faith. This is the house and the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the living God. He is here. His angels are here. And we worship him by the eye of faith because the Bible says so. We believe so. And that settles it. The Lord Jesus Christ is here, and this is the house and temple of God of the New Testament. Is your soul full of praise? He's here. Let's lift him up and rejoice in him. Brethren, there is a time to mourn, and there is a time to be joyful. And I will tell you, and you know I preach from James chapter 4 and 5 that tell us to turn our joy into heaviness. But there are times to turn your heaviness into joy. And today is one of those days, by the grace of God. While I live, will I praise the Lord. David would say in other places, Lord, don't cut me off early. Because if my tongue is in the grave, it's going to be silent and will no longer be lifting up your praise. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. This is telling us the priority of this man's life was to praise God. As long as he was going to be alive, this was something that was important to him that he would be offering up to God. Let's not put our trust in those men that are running for South Carolina caucuses, victories. Look what it says here in verse 3. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to, notice this, his earth. Because that's all he's got. He's dust, it's dust, and he returns to it. But the Lord Jesus Christ is in heaven, and he's the governor of the governed. He's the king of kings, he's the lord of lords. He's the blessed and only potentate, in him is our help. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, verse 5, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven, the earth, the sea, And all that therein is which keepeth truth forever, that is a prince in whom we can trust. Is Jesus called a prince in the Bible? He is called the prince of the kings of the earth. In Revelation chapter 1. We don't need to worry if Senator Clinton is elected president. We don't need to worry who becomes president. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is king over all of them. They will do nothing. That he doesn't give them leave to do. And the spirits behind them and all pagan governments. The prince of Persia. The prince of Grisha. The fallen angels that motivate fallen governments. Jesus Christ is over all principality and power as well. They have to beg permission to go into a herd of swine. The Lord Jesus Christ reigns forever. As we just sang. Crown him with many crowns. Crown him in your hearts. 
Crown him in your soul. Crown him in your thoughts. Crown him in your words. He is king forever. What else does he do? He executes judgment for the oppressed. Verse 7, he gives food to the hungry. He looseth the prisoners. He openeth the eyes of the blind. He raiseth them that are bowed down. He loves the righteous. Amen. He preserves strangers. He relieves orphans and widows. And he turns the way of the wicked upside down. Right. That is our king. When you read the newspaper and you realize that the oppressed are not being delivered, the prisoners that should be released are not, those that should be in prison are not there, you read all that and the righteous are not honored in our nation, there is a king that does everything perfectly, and he's described right here. Rejoice in him. He is our king. We're strangers and pilgrims in the earth. In Thessalonica, what rumor did they stir up in order to try to kill the apostle Paul? He preacheth another king. That is why in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul is so vague in his language about the overthrow of the Roman Empire. When he says, that which restraineth will restrain until it be taken out of the way. He's, he said, I told you when I was with you, I hope you can all remember, he's not going to speak plainly. Because in Thessalonica, that city... The Christians were accused of believing in another king. And guess what? That rumor was true. But their application of that rumor was false. Because they were the best citizens in that city. As Christians always are the best citizens. But we have another king named Jesus. And I pledge allegiance to him a long way. And a whole lot higher than anything I pledge allegiance to on this earth. Jesus Christ is our king. Verse 10, the Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. The kingdom has been put into place that shall never be destroyed. It shall last forever. It'll not be given to other people like all the kingdoms of the earth, but it shall stand. It's the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's here this day. I'm his servant. You're his servants. We're his children. We're his brethren. He's the apostle and high priest of our profession. He is our all in all. He is our Lord. Let us love him and worship him. We have a privilege greater than David and Solomon. Because he that is greater than Solomon is our Lord and Savior. The head of this church and its cornerstone. Its foundation being the apostles. Let's worship him with our whole hearts this day. Praise ye the Lord. Amen.